the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon. Welcome to this Wednesday edition of the Bill Bunkley Show here on our Faith Talk stations, our answer stations, and the biz. We'll have that market update in just a moment for our listeners on the biz. But right now, we want to go to the very big and always uh, right now a breaking story here in Tampa. And that is uh, the follow-up and the update as we are now dealing with our fourth victim in a very small area of Tampa, Seminole Heights, and uh, exactly what we have in terms of the latest information as to uh, trying to apprehend the persons or persons. Joining me is, I'm sure, uh, not a, not only a good friend uh, of our family, and uh, but someone who I know is absolutely, totally frustrated because I know him. And I'm talking about the mayor of the city of Tampa, and that is Mayor Bob Buckhorn. Bob, um, good to have you back. Wish it was under different circumstances. I know you've got to be at your wits' end, my friend. You know, Bill, it's, um, it, it, I am. Um, I'm frustrated, oftentimes angry, uh, but more empathetic for the families of those four victims who have had their lives ripped apart by this uh, heinous killer uh, who ambushed totally innocent people. Uh, none of them were connected to the drug trade or the gangs. They were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And and uh, we have, for the last month, been saturating Southeast Seminole Heights in an effort to try and find out who this is. We don't have a lot of clues. Uh, we just released some new video today of what appears to be the same suspect that we showed in the previous videos. Uh, we're asking people to watch those videos a couple times. Uh, because they may see something, they may know something, they may recognize something in that video about this person uh, who we are now calling a suspect, not just a person of interest. 450 tips in the last 24 hours. People are really trying to help you, the FBI, the Tampa Police Department, talk about that. They are. And, uh, you know, I cannot speak any more highly of the neighborhood that's been affected. Uh, they are fearful, uh, but they are not retreating. Uh, they're not going to let evil win, uh, and they're going to stand in the face of evil and stare it down and go about their business and not let their streets and their neighborhood be taken over by this person. Now, that being said, uh, we understand the fear, and we understand the randomness of these crimes. So, you know, we're asking people to take precautions and and uh, to, to walk in groups and to, you know, just be careful and use common sense. Um, the FBI stepped up with another $50,000 today, so the, the reward is now up to over $90,000. So we're asking folks, if you're not going to do it for the moral reasons and, he, and do it to get paid, that's fine. But just let us know. Because you know something, Bill? Somebody knows something. Somebody out there in Seminole Heights, and we obviously think this person lives in the Seminole Heights area based on how quickly he's been able to disappear. I mean, we were on that scene last night. Uh, yesterday morning within minutes 
um, and the person was gone. Uh, somebody knows something. And so this is not the time for the no-snitch culture. Uh, this is a time for folks to stand up and do the right thing because I can promise you that the next victim could be their mother. It could be their sister. It could be their family member. We need to stop this person because he just does not care. He will kill anybody, um, and we need the community's help. Mayor Bob Buckhorn, um, as you know, I graduated from Hillsborough High School, one of the schools affected there. I know that neighborhood, and for those that are listening around the, the region, and around the country for that matter. This is an older subdivision, bungalows, a lot of the homes built in the 20s. Because it's such an older, well-established neighborhood, you've got alleys, you've got uh, big trees, you've got big shrubs, you've got porches uh, built back then that have, uh, that have porches, I should say. And so if someone knows that area, knows how to run, the size of the fences. You have somebody here probably, or maybe two, and that would be my follow-up question. Somebody there is doing this and knows how to escape pretty quickly. Talk about that because even the aerial units, other than the heat-sensing devices, I mean, this is a tough place to track somebody down. It is indeed, and and it's clear to us uh, that this person knows his way around this neighborhood. And you're absolutely right, Phil. This is one of our older, somewhat historic districts. Um, we went in after the first shooting, and I had our city staff go in and clear all the alleys from the debris and the overgrowth. We've cut back the tree limbs that were block- blocking the street lights. We've fixed broken street lights. We've enhanced the lights. We've basically eliminated every hiding spot that you could possibly uh, find within this perimeter. Now, but this person knows which houses are vacant, even though we went in and boarded all the vacant houses up. He knows which houses have sheds, which houses have dogs, which houses have fences, which makes moving through the neighborhood stealthily um, easy to do. But we're going to find this guy. It it may take a while. Um, It will be done with good police work and good help from the neighborhood. Um, It's painstaking. I mean, we went through yesterday after the shootings with our tactical units and the FBI and the ATF and literally – went house by house, street by street, collecting video from folks that we knew had cameras. And we had already knocked on 1,900 doors, mm. talking to people, finding out where the cameras were, getting them registered with us so we knew where they were. So our detectives, and we have about 20 detectives that are detailed to this particular task, are going through those videos that we collected yesterday. That's how we got the video today. Um, and, and discerning whether or not any of those videos have any evidence that is worthwhile. Um, again, I can't promise you it's not going to happen again, uh, but we're out there doing the very best we can to bring this guy to justice. Mayor Buckhorn, I want to follow up. I was in that area last night, and of course, with some of my uh, media colleagues that were there uh, when I was in the area. And again, I noticed that now the uh, the national interest is picking up uh, some of the uh, more regional satellite trucks are in. The police chief, uh, although the your your department's working under the assumption it is a serial killer, they're not using that terminology, and it's because they may not be totally uh, convinced it's one person, it may be two. Could you clarify that for our national audience? Sure, and, and we're not adverse to using that word. We just don't have the evidence to make that conclusion. Now, obviously, there are some things that we know. Uh, that we're not releasing because they may be things that only the killer knows and that we know, but we're not talking about that. Um, And obviously there are good reasons for that. Uh, There are a lot of similarities in every one of these shootings, and I think 
and looking at the video from today as well as the video from two weeks ago, um, there is a very clear likelihood that this individual was involved in at a minimum of two of the murders um, and potentially all four. But we're going to let the facts take us where they will. And so if we determine based on the evidence that it is the same person, we have no trouble calling him what he is. Uh, but until that day, we're just going to continue to hunt him down uh, and bring him to justice. Last last uh, statement in question. I know uh, uh, murder number three, you ask, uh, you made it very clear in your neighborhood meetings as you have been walking that neighborhood with the police chief. And you said you wanted this person or person's head on a platter. That's how serious you were. Um, anything you'd like to share for uh, the thoughts and prayers uh, for our national audience? You know, obviously I was speaking figuratively, not literally. <laughs> I know. But, I, but I think the sentiment that I expressed is the, the sentiment that this neighborhood feels, that our police officers feel. I mean, this is personal for them. They've been out there for a month uh, without let up. And, you know, this is a neighborhood that needs America's prayers and, and um, pray for the police officers that are out there putting themselves in harm's way. This, this individual will shoot a cop just as quickly as they'll shoot someone else. So, you know, we're out there. Uh, we've got bodies on the street. They're putting their lives on the line. And, you know, whatever help uh, from the listeners in, in the way of prayer and a, and a cover and protection would be muchly appreciated, though. All right. Mayor Bob Buckhorn, I know that uh, you have asked everyone to turn on their porch lights, their back lights, keep everything lit up tonight. Thank you so much. Uh, We are praying for you, and uh, you know you have a platform here uh, to get any information out you need. And thank you so much for your service to all of us uh, here in the Bay Area. You got it, Bill. Thank you. Take care, my friend. Bye-bye. All right, that was the mayor of the city of Tampa, Bob Buckhorn, and I can tell you that um, I don't know of many other mayors who is serious about his first responders, serious about his uh, police officers, serious about his firefighters, uh, as uh, as our mayor he is uh, here in our area, and uh, I've known uh, Bob probably, what now, 30 years, and... Um, uh, you know, watching his family grow up, uh, his, he watches our family grow up, uh, my family, and uh, I, I want to tell you that he has been down in that area, and uh, when I went through last night, um, and I'll talk about a little bit more about that in just a moment, uh, the, the the absolute, uh, uh, maybe fear is not the, the right word, but just the apprehension, and remember that we had uh, we had some time that transpired from uh, the last uh, assassination, and that's what it is. And so there was a feeling that maybe, just maybe, as we wanted to catch this guy, that that, that maybe the, the, the person felt the heat was a little bit too much and they moved on. Well, it's a little bit outside the pattern. It certainly is within this four to five to six block area, and I know this area extremely well, very well. Um, but it was, uh, what, about 4.45 in the morning, something like that? Uh, the other uh, three uh, murders were not anywhere near in this time frame. So why did it get outside of, of, of the time frame? Well, for one thing, uh, maybe it was just felt that uh, since that didn't fit the pattern and by four or five in the morning, as people are basically just starting to get up to begin their next work day, maybe that was a the time they thought that uh, they could do this and be able to... Uh, to flee. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit more about uh, that area, uh, as I understand that uh, many of the folks uh, here uh, in our vast area, because of all of the platforms that I'm honored to, to serve, 
I mean, we have uh, our frequencies go, um, you know, halfway between SeaWorld and uh, downtown Orlando up to Hernando County, all the way down to just uh, the northern fringe of Fort Myers. So this is a huge chunk of West Central Florida. And many of you may not be aware of just what type of uh, neighborhood we're talking about to here in uh, Seminole Heights. So as I said, um, my alma mater, Hillsborough High School, is uh, within this area. It's an area that I know very well. Uh, didn't grow up in that area, but uh, certainly have friends uh, who were in that uh, general vicinity and uh, watched it uh, progress through the years. We'll talk about that coming up uh, in just a moment. Now, if you would like to um, uh, join the conversation this afternoon, you know, you can always do that. And let me just uh, give you our toll-free number at 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. If you'd like to uh, comment uh, or join the conversation uh, on our lead topic of the afternoon, I invite you to do that. <clears throat> and again, I have been hashtagging, uh, look, someone out there knows who this is. Uh, our police chief has asked a couple of things. Number one, if uh, if you're in that area, hey, check to see and make sure that you're, if you have uh, any type of guns, make sure your guns are still there, still secured. Need to know immediately if there is a missing gun. And again, we're not, uh, they are not, and we wouldn't necessarily disclose everything, but there's reasons of why. Maybe we need to know about the gun. We know that the individual description is six foot to six foot one, uh, uh, African American with a light complexion, very thin, and was using a pistol. And uh, so when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, general area and uh, the challenges that are facing the FBI, the Tampa Police Department, and oh, by the way, that reward, $91,000. If you know something, saw something, call TPD, call them now. I'm Bill Bunkley. Don't go away. Be right back. Your everlasting summer, you can see it fading back. So you grab a piece of something that you think is going to last. Well, you wouldn't even know a diamond if you held it in your hand. The things you think are precious, I can't understand. Are you reeling in the east? Stowing away the time. Are you looking for direction in your life? Here's today's Pathway Minute with Dr. Robert Jeffress. God was willing to give up the comfort of heaven. He, in the person of his son, Jesus, was willing to come to earth to be born in the most humble circumstances. And he came not to be worshipped, not at the beginning anyway. He came to be sacrificed for our sins. Paul said it this way in Philippians 2, in talking about Jesus Christ, although he existed in the form of God, he did not regard his equality with God a thing to be grasped. But he emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men. And being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death even death on a cross. Pathway Minute is produced by Pathway to Victory. To access the Bible teaching of Dr. Robert Jeffress, go to ptv.org. 
It's long, over a thousand chapters, over 30,000 verses. No wonder so many of us have never read it cover to cover. Want to do it? Want to read the entire Bible? Start today at BibleStudyTools.com. BibleStudyTools.com includes Bible in a Year, an interactive plan for reading, learning, and understanding the Bible. Deepen your faith and impact your walk with God one day at a time. Bible in a Year, just one of the new interactive Bible study tools at BibleStudyTools.com. Hey, I'm Dr. Raul Serrano. I'm Dr. Suzanne Foley. We're the host of Health From Within Radio, and we're here because we are passionate about helping people go from fighting disease to truly building health. You know, our purpose and our mission for this radio show is to really allow you to regain your health, fuel your purpose, fuel your passions, and live the life that God designed you to. Saturday mornings at 10 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. We're back, Bill Bunkley, here on this Wednesday afternoon. It is about um, 20 minutes past the hour. Let me go ahead, and uh, we had to uh, take the mayor right at the top of the hour coming on our program. Let me give you the update. Markets uh, a little bit nervous this afternoon. Here are the preliminary closing numbers. Uh, For those of you listening on the biz this afternoon, Dow Jones Industrials was off $138 and change down to 23271 NASDAQ uh, off uh, almost 31 and uh, two-thirds, down to 6706.21. S&P 500 down $14 and change, uh, down to 25.64. And, of course, as we are uh, considering uh, the other big issue of the day, probably three of those uh, we'll try and comment on, and that is uh, the, um, the tax reform plan of the U.S. House. Now the other side of the Capitol, uh, the U.S. Senate plan for tax reform, getting a lot of attention today. And, of course, uh, considering the differences between the two, and uh, a lot is at stake for the nation's corporations, both large and small. So you can imagine that their stockholders are are watching this story uh, like a hawk, and so We'll uh, be able to uh, tell over the next few days is this uh, is either going to get down to uh, some sort of a resolution uh, by, well, after Thanksgiving, uh, going into uh, the final run for the end of the year. Uh, it's going to come together or it's not. And what is it going to look like? Boy, everyone is just uh, on pins and needles because that is something that uh, uh, a lot of lobbyists are involved out of K Street to make uh, the, that happen. We're also watching the uh, Roy Moore controversy, and um, uh, we'll get back to that hopefully for the top of the hour. And uh, I'm, uh, <laughs> let's just say that uh, my confidence level is um, is uh, seems to be seems to be dropping by the hour in terms of uh, um, the Roy Moore situation. Great admiration for. Um, his stance on the Ten Commandments uh, during his tenure as uh, uh, Supreme Court uh, Chief Justice and Justice there in Alabama. But uh, mm, tell you what, um, 
there are some uh, there are some discrepancies there, and uh, part of his explanation certainly is uh, is lacking. But uh, again, that's the other story that we are focusing on. But for us, right here in uh, Central Florida, particularly for us uh, here in Tampa, it is uh, the shock. And I want to tell you that uh, last night, of course, yesterday, uh, as you probably, if you are one of uh, our regular listeners and who I really appreciate uh, from the bottom of my heart, you know that uh, the last couple of days I've been at Bell Shoals Baptist Church um, for my role as president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, talking uh, um, and also, you know, taking part in the annual meeting. Uh, very key to the work I do in Tallahassee. Well, last night when uh, uh, we wrapped things up in Brandon, of course, I live in um, northwest uh, Hillsborough County, uh, Carrollwood, Carrollwood Village area. I um, made it a purpose to uh, uh, drop into uh, part of uh, my extended area of where I grew up, and that's uh, because, uh, of course, Seminole Heights, for those of you uh, in other areas, if you can imagine I-275, we're not talking about I-75. We're talking about I-275. <clears throat> you know, that is the um, sort of the uh, in-town exchange uh, just above um, uh, Barris Avenue, uh, actually going up to uh, uh, the area of uh, Highway uh, uh, 54, uh, 56 area. Uh, you know, it comes on down uh, to go to uh, a deadline bead uh, to downtown Tampa. Well, about the area of halfway between uh, Barris Avenue and downtown, you come to um, uh, Hillsborough Avenue as an exit. We're basically talking about the area, uh, uh, if you were driving south on 275, uh, the area between uh, Hillsborough Avenue, the first exit, and then the next exit would be Martin Luther King and so as you drive south on the interstate, it's on the left side. Uh, Nebraska Avenue is the next main uh, north-south avenue there. And, of course, uh, about midway down that uh, Nebraska Avenue is where, unfortunately, Ronald Felton, after getting off the bus very early Tuesday morning at about uh, 4.45 in the morning, uh, he was uh, almost immediately gunned down from behind and... Um, he died right there in the middle of Nebraska Avenue, thus being the fourth victim of the Tampa shootings. Now, if you're just joining me, uh, we did have uh, the honor of having um, Mayor Bob Buckhorn with us at the top of the hour. If you missed that interview, we go off the air at about the 6 o'clock. It'll be on our podcast page at letstalkfaith.com. Welcome to uh, uh, tune in there. But uh, I thought I would spend a little bit of time talking about what we're dealing with. And that is uh, Seminole Heights is um, I would I would I would characterize it as a historical community uh, built back in the 20s, uh, 2030s is what I would uh, probably uh, characterize it. And it is part of the old Florida style of the bungalow homes. Uh, Now, uh, of course, a lot of folks that compare it to Hyde Park. Um, Hyde Park certainly is a good comparison, but there's a, a lot of larger, more stately homes than the more modest type of bungalows there uh, in Seminole Heights. But the key here is, and if you were listening, you you know the mayor was attributing uh, some of the aspects of it. Unlike a modern subdivision, you know, many of you live in the suburbs and, you know, you live in a place where they planted a tree or two in front or a tree in back. And obviously, if you've been there 20 or 30 years, you've got additional growth. But for most folks, it, it's not your typical Florida house or neighborhood. 
No, these houses, a lot of them, uh, they have alleys in back of the house. So you've got places to hide. You've got alleys. You've got uh, very, very mature trees. You have very mature uh, bushes and shrubs. So what I'm saying is, I mean, there, there's just a, a, a lot of growth uh, there in terms of, of those items. And I'm talking again about hiding places. And as the mayor was commenting, they, they made it a point to get the tree crews in there and open up around the street lights, open up, uh, uh, you know, around some of those fields, cutting the grass, getting things down. Uh, it's one of those areas of bungalows where there's a lot of porches. So keep in mind the working theory is either somebody who lives there or lives not too far away, and it's somebody somebody who knows that neighborhood. Man, they know enough. Maybe they grew up there. Who knows that they know uh, where it's a chain-link fence or a, or a, you know an eight-foot fence. They know where there's a bush, there's a shrub. They know where there's a, a vacant house. I mean, and even when you call in the air support from the helicopters as they are overhead, they are trying to, uh, you know, use their heat sensors. But uh, talk about doing a visual, tough on visual. So we'll also talk about uh, a little bit about the folks in that neighborhood. As I said, I was in the neighborhood last night and um, getting a lot of uh, out-of-town interest and activity, probably going to be starting to see some uh, live what we call hits on the cable news programs because uh, out-of-town satellite trucks are in the area. So, phone lines are open at 877-943-9673 if you want to join the conversation. More of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up in just a moment. Again, that number, 877-943-9673. Hey, we're up to $91,000. If you know something, say something. Call TPD. I'm Bill Bunkley. Be right back. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Trump a short time ago briefing the country on the successes of his Asian trip. He says he carried a very strong message to countries across the journey. That is, America is, in fact, great again. The president stressed throughout the trip the need for fair and equitable trade as well. Members of the Senate Finance Committee continue to spar over the latest version of the GOP bill to revamp the tax code, which includes a repeal of the individual mandate for health care under Obamacare. The State Department says the U.S. is concerned by recent actions undertaken by Zimbabwe's military forces, and it calls on the country's leaders to exercise restraint. As uncertainty continues, Zimbabwe's army has announced that President Robert Mugabe and his family are now under house arrest. It was slow going on Wall Street at the closing bell. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down just over 138 points. More details at srnnews.com. As grateful as we are, the cost of saying thanks with turkey, dressing, and all the fixings can really add up. And then Christmas shopping. Here at Faith Talk, we want to bless you and help you bless others with the $3,500 thanks giveaway. Click the contest tab at letstalkfaith.com. Sign up before November 20th, and you could have 3,500 more reasons to say thanks. The $3,500 thanks giveaway. Click the contest tab at letstalkfaith.com. Bill Bunkley here for my friends at EDI Travel. If you're a pastor of a church or a leader of an organization who has ever dreamed about leading a trip to the Holy Land, be sure to consult with the professionals at EDI Travel, just named again for the third year in a row, the very best Holy Land tour company by TripAdvisor. 
EDI Travel will start with what your group wants to see and customize your own very special tour. All-inclusive tour packages are EDI's specialty. The price for your trip covers everything. Flights, ground transportation, accommodations, tax, tips, and admissions, leaving you and your group with no surprises. Whether your group is first-time or returning travelers, they are the professionals who make the experience great for everyone. Set your sights on Jerusalem, Nazareth, Bethlehem, the Sea of Galilee, the Jordan River, and much, much more. Call now to get your EDI trip planned today at 727-460-1225. That's 727-460-1225. So what would you do with an extra $500 a month in your budget? 500 bucks. This isn't hypothetical, by the way. This is something you may need to think about very soon if you decide to become a member of MediShare. MediShare is a way to pay for your health care, and typically it costs $500 less per month for a family versus other health care plans. So seriously, think about this. You could pay off loans, pay down a mortgage, save the money for retirement, donate to charity. That would be a big deal. But you know what? Here's the best thing. MediShare works. It has 250,000 members, and it's growing fast. With MediShare, not only do you save, you don't have to pay for things you don't believe in either, and that is a beautiful thing, too. So here's how you can find out more, and you might actually wind up saving even more than $500 a month. So check into it. Here's the number. Call 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. Now available in Montana. Call 844-41-BIBLE. You don't have to put up with any Self-checkout seems convenient, but the store is the big winner. They save tons of money on labor, but you pay the same price. With Mr. Sparky, if you request an electrician at MrSparkyFlorida.com, we'll knock 40 bucks off the cost of our basic service call. That's right. Request an electrician at MrSparkyFlorida.com, and the service call is only $19. And I understand there's a new jingle. Problems with the electric, something's wrong. Click MrSparkyFlorida.com. Uh, yeah, we'll work on that. Welcome back. Bill Bunkley here. Phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. Four minutes past the hour. I want to remind you that uh, we have our book giveaway for this month with our partners at Regnery Publishing, uh, sister organization here with the Salem Media Group. It is Edward Klein's new book, All Out War, The Plot to Destroy Trump. And I think uh, we still have Ed uh, scheduled for uh, Friday, right? Uh, okay. Uh, we'll have Edward with us on Friday, but right now we're going to remind you that we have five copies of his new book to give away, and that's going to be happening at the end of the month. And you can do that. Uh, you can get in that contest simply by going one of, to one of our two answer websites. Uh, for those who prefer 860, am860theanswer.com. That's am860theanswer.com. Go there and click on the contest tab. Uh, for those of you who listen to 930, you can go to am930theanswer.com. Again, am930theanswer.com. Click on the contest tab there in the menu bar, and you will be able to um, get your name in the hat as well. we got five copies. And by the way, either of those two websites, you can come back day after day after day. You can register again each day, and uh, that increases the odds of you possibly being selected in a drawing. Why? Because we have um, 
uh, your extra entries in there. And so if you'd like to do that and you really want to get a copy of that book, please go ahead and uh, proceed in that manner. Now let's review what's happening this afternoon. The reward is up to $91,000 for those responsible for now four separate uh, victims who have been gunned down. And uh, this story is uh, just absolutely uh, tragic because not only did we have three other previous uh, individuals uh, who have been gunned down and the personal stories here, uh, autism was one, a beautiful young lady, another one uh, with, uh, you know, these young folks that have their their whole world ahead of them. And, of course, uh, now we have uh, someone who uh, rode the bus Early in the morning, did not go to their construction job because uh, one or two uh, what days out of the week they uh, he goes to his local church, and uh, and we're talking about um, Ron Felton, father of three. Uh, he gets off the bus. He's crossing Nebraska Avenue there um, between uh, the two other major streets are um, Hillsborough Avenue to the north, uh, Martin Luther King to the south, about midway between those two. He's crossing Nebraska Avenue. The assailant comes up from behind, shoots him from behind. He falls. He dies right there in the middle of Nebraska Avenue. And you know where he was going? He was walking to his church. His church was uh, New Seasons Apostolic Church. You know why he was going there? Because uh, he's got a twin brother involved with that ministry as well. He's going there because he's going to help in food distribution in the morning uh, to homeless people. Uh, Tampa Crossroads, which is also a nonprofit right there across the street, right there in Nebraska, it's a place where he also volunteered. Ronald Felton had a heart for others. And... uh, you're looking at a uh, you know a lower to moderate income neighborhood for sure. Uh, let me tell you more about this neighborhood. This neighborhood is um, is, is a neighborhood that's uh, one would say it's in the midst of a comeback. It's one of those older neighborhoods that uh, has really really neat uh, homes, but uh, it's been one of our poor neighborhoods, and so now as uh, especially with traffic and all the other issues, we've got people who are coming here or moving here or people that are already in the area. And they, you know what, they, they like the idea of being close to, to the urban core. They like the idea of not having long commutes. And so it's one of those neighborhoods, little by little, people are moving in. They're fixing up houses, but yet you still have the existing community there. Uh, I was um, asked this morning on the Hugh Hewitt program about the, the racial mixture. There's uh, a, a significant amount of African-Americans live in this neighborhood, along with Hispanics, but uh, certainly a a good mix of Caucasians as well. And uh, since these shootings began way back, uh, what was it, October the 9th, this is a community where, especially last night when I was there, just the sense of uh, of apprehension uh, of the folks that live. I mean, we're, we're talking about just about six or eight blocks from, a, from a, if you were to put a dot, six to eight blocks is this area where these four different individuals um, have been uh, have been gunned down, and uh, for that particular neighborhood, I mean, it is. You talk about the fear factor, the apprehension factor. Now, now they're holding together. I mean, this has brought this community uh, certainly together. But 
understand because it is a a more modest, if I can use that term, a more modest income area. There is, uh, you know, a significant number of people who, quite frankly, do not own an automobile. Now, these are people that are not, uh, you know, let's face it. They're not going into their their garage, you know, their enclosed garage, getting in their car. And if it was a neighborhood where there was uh, some some fear, you know, people right now would go and get in their cars and they would get in their cars and lock the door before opening up the garage door. You know what I mean? And uh, so you back out of your garage real safe. You you keep looking, you close the garage door and your door is locked and, and you, uh, you know, you take off for work. And you also... Um, you know, you come home from work, the typical uh, suburbanite, you come home from work, you got a real bad uh, uh, situation like this in your neighborhood, so what do you do? You come home and you kind of look around and nobody's around. You pull your car in a garage, your your door is locked on your car, you keep an eye out the mirrors and you pull the, you push the button, the garage door comes down and, and you're safe in your garage and you get out, you open, you get into your safe house and that's it. Well, folks, let me just tell you that um, this is not necessarily that type of neighborhood because there are a fair amount, a good amount, I should say, of people who, well, they don't own a car. So what do they do? How do they live? Well, they do a lot of walking. They walk to the neighborhood store. They walk the neighborhood laundromat. They walk here. They walk here. And a lot of them, well, they may be on bicycles. You know, by the way, those that are working, I think about my mom. My mom, um, um, when my dad passed away when I was 16, and uh, my mom was a stay-at-home mom, and her, her, she and, and us were provided very well. But uh, you know, my dad was the was the guy who was the breadwinner, if you will. Maybe not a term that's used today. Uh, but uh, when mom died, we certainly uh, were blessed by uh, what he did to prepare for us. But uh, you know. Mom was young enough, and guess what? Uh, she had to go back to work eventually. And uh, she honed her skills and went back to work, uh, worked for the Department of Corrections for years. And uh, back before, you know, back when you had to type out reports and uh, those that are on parole and probation, that's uh, were who she was working with. But guess what? I, I remember that uh, she never drove a day in her life. And so I remember uh, my mom, of course, I was uh, back up to graduating high school and college, but uh, uh, my mom, for the 10, 12 years that she rehabilitated herself, guess what? She used mass transit. And I remember certain times of the year, and I remember the bus stop because uh, she lived not far from, uh, well, in fact, I had a house right there in Hyde Park that had a garage apartment. And uh, my mom lived in the garage apartment, and my mom would walk down to the corner on Armenia Avenue uh, there in Hyde Park, a block away from Burns Steakhouse. And in the dark of night, she would sit there on that uh, bus bench waiting for the bus because she commuted by bus to work and came home every night. Uh, And so there were often times where she was there by herself alone in the dark of night. Uh, waiting for that 6 o'clock a.m. Uh, stop of the bus, and then she would get off from work and walk home in the, the dead of night, uh, early night in the evening, uh, because the sun had already set. And so I want to tell you, when I was in Seminole Heights last night, and I looked at a park bench, and knowing that a lot of people there, they're, 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 they're living in a world where, 
hey, I got to go walk to do the laundry. I got to go catch my bus. I got to go to work in the morning. Just like he was getting off the bus at 445, and instead of going to work, he was going to help feed the homeless through his church. Folks, I just want to just just grab your attention to understand what we're dealing with is this is the neighborhood. This is how these people live. They're having to get up with fear of a killer that's on the loose, and they got to go catch that bus to go to work in the morning while it's dark. They got to maybe get home late at night, and they got to get off that bus, and they're working the same streets where the killer or killer is lurking. And last night when I went to the area, and of course, hearing some of the folks that are just petrified, the police are there. I'm going to tell you what, if you are in that neighborhood and if it's dark, if you're going to get out and walk down the street, the police are going to come and they're going to talk to you very quickly. They're going to, because quite frankly, you, you are a, a potential, you are a person of interest. If you just walk out of your house after dark, that's the reality of what's happening right now. And they don't have any cars to get into. I mean, so I just want to make it clear to my audience what we're dealing there. And again, I uh, I know this area well. I went to high school just blocks away from there, Hillsborough High School, one of Tampa's oldest and uh, one of Tampa's finest, let me say. Go Terriers, by the way, on the side. You don't forget those things. Um, but I just want uh, our audience, those of you who, um, you know, are, are prone to um, having the, the spiritual side, the maybe the Christian worldview side or your faith. I mean, it's time to pray for these folks, but certainly to be aware of these folks. And, um, you know, there's a lot of things happening. And I want to buckle down because uh, when I was there last night, uh, a lot of the satellite trucks uh, that were there, I know our local satellite trucks, a lot of them are unmarked that uh, provide the uh, the either the direct uh, microwave uh, uh, link back to our local uh, television stations. But I also know uh, what's a local satellite truck, and I know what's the regional satellite trucks. In fact, one of the satellite trucks, quite frankly, Fulton County, Georgia. What does that tell you? It's Atlanta, right? Atlanta. And then when you see, by the way, it's one of those bigger satellite trucks. And guess what? When you see two logos on the side, you know what two logos are? I saw last night. Well, there's several new trucks that are in the area. NBC News and the Weather Channel. So when you see a big truck, regional, and you don't see Newswatch 8, you don't see Fox 13, guess what? Um, as this thing begins to unfold, especially because the police were there uh, within a minute or two. The sergeant was on the scene for TPD at that site, Nebraska Avenue, within a minute or two. And this killer slipped away again. This is uh, unusual. Uh, this is important, and uh, that's why we're covering. So i uh, going to take a time out here in just a moment, 877-943-9673. When I come back, uh, a couple of observations about uh, what we may be dealing with. And again, um, TPD is not going to tell us everything. The mayor is not going to tell us everything. And um, But a couple of things that uh, they are talking about, emphasizing, Here's some thoughts that I'll share with you before the top of the hour. More of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up in a moment. Again, if you want to join the conversation with your thoughts, 877-943-9673. More of the show coming up in a moment. Don't go away. I'll be right back. You're my best by day or by night. Waking or sleeping, you're 
Institution for townhall.com. For nearly 50 years now, Freedom House has published its annual survey of the freest countries in the world. This year's report contains some troubling news. First, with an increase in authoritarian regimes and populism, overall freedom in the world declined in the past year. Second, the U.S., after dropping a point in freedom last year, lost another point this year. Where would you rank the U.S. among the freest countries? Number one or two, certainly in the top ten. No, we are now tied for 45th. Though we are still rated as free, the U.S. is heading in the wrong direction. Burdened by overregulation with attacks on our political system from within and without, American democracy is seen as troubled. Abraham Lincoln wisely said, America will never be destroyed from the outside. If we falter and lose our freedoms, it will be because we destroyed ourselves. When it comes to freedom, we should never be content to say we're number 45. I'm David Davenport. Learn more at townhallreview.com. In the midst of your everyday life, on the everyday road of existence, you can get caught in a sort of slump. Hi, I'm Chuck Swindoll. It's called a funk in our day, isn't it? You, you kind of drop into a funk and nothing's working right. People begin to mean more to you than they should. The Lord sort of gets eclipsed. The heavens seem like brass. There's no hope at the end of that tunnel. Your dreams are shattered. Your hopes are dashed. Life has turned into tube of toothpaste. That's it. True? Hey, lift up your head. Or better yet, let the lifter of your head do a mighty work. Pastor and teacher Chuck Swindoll. Visit Insight for Living's website at insight.org. Writing a Christian book, you're doing an amazing thing, getting it all down on paper. But once you've got the manuscript, then what? Well, you can spend a year or more trying to find a publisher, or you can cut right to the chase. Make your book real with Zulon Press. Finding a publisher is time-consuming and uncertain. With Zulon Press, things are quick and definite. They specialize in one thing, helping Christian authors put their books in print. Zulon Press will publish your book. Zulon Press gets it into bookstores. Your book is on Amazon. Work with Zulon Press, and there's no question, you are a published author. If you're writing a Christian book, get your free publishing guide from Zulon Press. Just log on to ChristianPublishing.com. That's ChristianPublishing.com. Zulon Press, book publishing by Christians for Christians. Get your free publishing guide at ChristianPublishing.com. Zulon Press is a division of Salem Communications, the same people who bring you this nifty radio station. Looking for more than just a job? Searching for a career path with a higher calling? Find a job you can believe in and get excited about at ChristianJobs.com. ChristianJobs.com is the largest Christian employment website with thousands of job listings. They connect devoted people like you with thoughtful employers that share your values. Once you log on and see the quality job opportunities available, you'll never settle for just a job again. Log on to ChristianJobs.com. That's ChristianJobs.com. 
Know the Truth with Pastor Philip DeCourcy. His freedom was limited. He ends up in prison. His life is cut short. But that's okay. When you're a forerunner, it's all about preparing the way, clearing the way, and getting out of the way. You're expendable. It's okay to be a link in a chain of God-given reactions. Weekday mornings at 9.30 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. All right, we're back. Uh, final moments here on the Bill Bunkley Show. By the way, as uh, we carry over the Bill Bunkley Show, second hour on AM 570, AM 910, and 102.1 in Lakeland, I'll be uh, taking up the Judge Roy Moore story coming up in just a few moments. And, uh, wow, that's just uh, another one indeed. Got Rich standing by uh, in uh, Carrollwood. We'll get him on in just a moment. Phone lines are open, 877-943-9673. Here's where we're at right now. Number one, uh, is it one serial killer or two? Are we dealing with uh, a killer of four or could it be two killers? Could we have a copycat? Those are questions that are on my mind this afternoon. Want you to know there's a reward for $91,000 so far. Another $50,000 have been put uh, into the pot by the FBI to help with this. Right now, got a question. If you live or know someone lives in the area, and if you had any kind of uh, of firearms, are you missing any guns? Now, that may hold some sort of a clue. Don't know whether we have uh, ballistic differences uh, with uh, the bullets that are found uh, in these uh, now four different victims. Another question for for you if you live in the area. Hey, you know, someone knows something. I'm just telling you, somebody knows what this deal is. And uh, that's why I'm using the hashtag uh, someone knows, hashtag someone knows, because someone knows. The question is, will they come forward? Will they help stop this before anybody else uh, uh, is uh, uh, killed? So uh, that's one of the things that we know. Did someone in your house, you live in the area, did someone slip out, you know, yesterday morning between 4.30 a.m. and between 5.15 or 5.30? Uh, That's the question that we want to know. Have you got a, a gun missing? Uh, 450 tips have come in the last 24 hours. And uh, although the Tampa Police Department is working on the assumption of a serial killer, they will not use that word in any official press conferences or descriptions. Uh, They do believe that one person is responsible for at least two of the murders. That means that we have some, some, some forensics or video or both putting that together. But uh, right now, tonight, uh, turn the porch lights on, front, back, whatever light that you have, and if you have any kind of recording devices, do that as well. 877-943-9673. Let's go to Rich in Carrollwood. Has some thoughts on catching the killer. Rich, welcome to our program this afternoon. Hey, Bill. Thanks for the opportunity. Um, I just had a thought that might be uh, could could possibly end this quicker, um, sooner rather than later, because this guy, you know, he's striking. He's probably having fun with this if he's a sick you know, serial type killer. And if he is the same guy that's doing the whole thing. So, you know, he's going to strike and draw back real quick. So I, my thought was, why don't they bait this guy? In other words, it's going to be risky, but you put somebody out there that's pretty armored underneath, whatever, uh, make them look like a, you know, kind of a helpless person at 
what whatever time of the morning and then have a team of people like you know on this guy constantly so if anybody approaches or even from a distance um someone nearby that looks like they're you know doing something they can nab them very quickly because the sooner we draw this guy out because he's going to keep covertly coming out and hitting innocent people like this we can see them you know we can see what he's done or she or whatever um but i think we draw this person out with bait and just move in and sting them quickly well i think what you're dealing with is is liability and uh again there's no way you can completely protect an officer and i uh, I got to tell you that I've done some ride-alongs, and when you look at uh, some of the sting operations, when you look at folks that are, are doing this, even when it's simple uh, prostitution stings, a lot of protocol about uh, what they do, don't do, officer safety is there. So though, though I agree with you wholeheartedly that possibly uh, that, that certainly could be uh, uh, a very useful tool, I don't know that I think that it's something that I would want to be responsible for putting one of my officers in harm's way. Uh, Now, I will tell you that uh, they've got a lot of new surveillance cameras they put up last night. There's cameras all over the place. And so uh, if this guy wants to step up uh, again and and go out and he wants to be as bold, their fear is, though, I got to tell you, Rich, is that he will just switch neighborhoods. Uh, He'll just move a little bit further away. He'll go to a place where they don't have the concentrated police presence. But uh, certainly uh, a valid suggestion there. But uh, I don't know. Uh, you'd have to ask yourself the question, would you put one of your officers out there knowing that you could not completely protect he or she? Just a thought. Sure. You're right. No, you're right. Absolutely. Got to look at all sides of it. But, you know, if, if, if there's some way we can draw this guy out and, and take him out quickly because, you know, he could he could wait another month. You know, he could do one a month. And, and, it's, and, and like you said, there's got to be somebody out there. But $90,000 doesn't just talk it screams and especially for gonna... that neighborhood and, and no exactly. and know this exactly. know this uh, rich um it probably is a relative it probably is a family member you know it, i mean it, it very well could be somebody in that household and someone's got to decide man do do i do i do i come forward with uh, uh one of one of my blood relatives or do i not i just have this sense that uh, that possibly could be the situation here yeah, you're, you're right. We got to go. Right, thank hey, you. thanks for being with us, right. Rich. With uh, with uh, like the rest of us, uh, a very valid thought about how to draw this person out. Hey, coming up in a moment, uh, Jay Sekula will be with us here on uh, nine thirty and eight sixty. Those of you listening, also on the the biz. Uh, we're going to be leaving you here in just a moment. But if you'd like to uh, continue the Bill Bunkley show, you can do that on AM. Um, uh, 570 or AM 910 or at uh, 102.1 in Lakeland. Uh, for those of you who want to join me, I'll see you on the, on the other side for all others. Hey, thanks for being with us today. God is my shepherd. Franklin Graham calls it a must-see. Don't you dare tell me about the love and the compassion of your so-called God. Mike Huckabee calls it a giant step forward for the faith-based genre. Do you believe that God hears? God always answers prayer. Jerry Falwell Jr. says Let There Be Light offers forgiveness and hope when it's needed most. Kevin Sorbo and Sean Hannity present the most anticipated Christian movie of the year. Let There Be Light. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now playing. Find a theater at letthereBeLightMovie.com. 
From the studio that brought you miracles from heaven and cloudy with a chance of meatballs comes the star. That light, that's the star. This is where it's been leading me. We've come to honor the new king. What's his name? His name is Jesus. Experience the family event of the holiday season. Do you guys like frankincense? I never know what to get. The Star. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. In theaters November 17th. For tickets and showtimes, go to thestarmovie.com. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. The Army is acknowledging failures to report crime data to the FBI after a similar mistake by the Air Force in the case of the Texas Church gunman this month. The Air Force acknowledged last week it failed a requirement to tell the FBI that the shooter, a former airman, was convicted of assault five years ago. The Army's top officer says it's a problem across the military, including in his service. We have... A significant amount of omissions. General Mark Milley gave an early estimate of how many times the Army's failed to report soldiers' criminal histories. Probably in the 10 to 20 percent of all cases. Milley tells reporters Pentagon standards for reporting the information are clear. Defense Chief Jim Mattis last week ordered the department's watchdog to look into compliance across the military. Sagar Magani at the Pentagon. President Trump extolled his accomplishments today on his recent trip to the Far East. He said he helped set up a plan with Chinese President Xi Jinping for a denuclearized Korean peninsula. President Xi recognizes that a nuclear North Korea is a grave threat to China, and we agreed that we would not accept a so-called freeze-for-freeze agreement like those that have consistently failed in the past. The president also declined to comment on the Roy Moore controversy despite being asked several questions about it. A judge had barred the North California man who went on a deadly shooting rampage yesterday from having guns after he was charged with stabbing a woman earlier this year. Court records also show that Kevin Neal was charged with illegally firing a weapon and possessing an illegal assault rifle on January 31st. The 44-year-old was charged with five felonies and two misdemeanors. Authorities found the body of his wife today at their home. She had been shot to death. Wall Street, the down on by 138 points. More on these stories at townhall.com. Dennis Prager here, and for two years now, I've been telling you about my wife, Sue, who tried Relief Factor because of her knee pain, and it worked. And if you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip, or knee pain, or general muscle aches and pain, do what my wife, Sue, did. Try Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com. Or call them toll-free, 800-583-84, 800-583-84. The following is a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. I had a lot of credit card debt, and I couldn't pay my bills. So I reached out and contacted Trinity. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. They were able to work with my creditors. I've been able to pay off $15,000 in 18 months. It's a godsend. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. A painting thought by scholars to be one of only a few by Leonardo da Vinci to have survived the half millennia since the artist's death is set to be auctioned Wednesday in New York. Correspondent Shirley Smith reports the painting being auctioned tonight has quite a history. Salvatore Mundi was owned by King Charles I of England in the mid-1600s. 
It was auctioned by the son of the Duke of Buckingham in 1763. It disappeared from view until about 1900. When it resurfaced, it was thought to be a work of a Leonardo disciple rather than the master himself. The painting was eventually acquired again in 2005. A consortium of art dealers paid less than $10,000 for it, but they restored the painting extensively. Then they documented its authenticity as a work by Leonardo da Vinci. I'm Shirley Smith. The 500-year-old oil painting depicts Christ holding a crystal orb. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. South Africa's president says he hopes Zimbabwe's military will respect the Constitution so the situation will not go beyond the situation where it is now. President Jacob Zuma addressed the nation on television not long after speaking with Zimbabwe President Robert Mugabe. Zuma says Mugabe is fine but confined to his home after the army appeared to take control. Correspondent Andrew Meldrum reports there haven't been any reports of violence as Zimbabwe's army patrols the streets in the capital following a night of unrest. Associated Press reporters in Harare report that the army control of the capital with soldiers patrolling the streets and armored personnel carriers stationed at key points, particularly outside important government offices. But it is peaceful. Ordinary citizens are queuing up in front of banks to get cash. An opposition spokesman says there's no other feasible explanation for what's happened in Zimbabwe other than the army has taken control. More at townhall.com. This hour of the Bill Bunkley Show is sponsored by EDI Travel. Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. This is the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open. In Hillsboro, 813-287-5700 or toll-free, 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around or the true and the living God. And now the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. We're back for hour number two. Bill Bunkley here on a very busy news day on this Wednesday afternoon as the sun is beginning to set and uh, we'll have more to talk about uh, as the fourth victim of the Tampa shootings, the uh, the serial killer, as uh, has been uh, acknowledged uh, at least by not the Tampa Police Department but others. Uh, we're now going to be going to Birmingham, Alabama. The other big news story of the day, of course, for those of us who are social conservatives, Judge Roy Moore, uh, twice uh, removed from office uh, in the Supreme Court of Alabama, uh, staunch uh, social conservative, staunch supporter of religious liberty, now under fire because of the allegations of inappropriate conduct with underage girls many, many years ago. His attorney right now has a press conference that he's conducting from Birmingham, Alabama. The attorney is Trenton Garman, and uh, he is in the process uh, of defending Judge Roy Moore and those allegations. Let's go straight to Birmingham and listen in. Capital D period, A period. Remember I told you about that 99 divorce action. Judge Moore looked at that DA 
after his signature, which they allege was because he was the district attorney. Well, he wasn't. He was the assistant district attorney. But Judge Moore says he can't ever remember ever signing his name with DA after it, but he had seen it before. You know where he had seen it? When he was on the bench, his assistant, whose initials are capital D period, A period, Delbra Adams, would stamp his signature on documents and then put capital D period, A period. That's exactly how the signature appears on the divorce decree that Judge Moore signed, dismissing the divorce action with Ms. Nelson. Knowing these things, I've got a question, Gloria Allred and Ms. Nelson. Do you still hold that everything written in that yearbook was written by Judge Moore, or was it written by somebody else? That's not an allegation, it's a question. And finally, we demand that you immediately release the yearbook to a neutral custodian so that our expert, you can send your expert as well if you'd like to, so that our expert can look at it, not a copy on the internet, the actual document so that we can see the lettering, we can see the ink on the page, we can see the indentations, and we can see how old is that ink? Is it 40 years old or is it a week old? Release the yearbook so that we can determine is it genuine or is it a fraud? Thank you very much. Mr. Jureggi, what do you Mr. say to Jureggi, the Jureggi, 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 Jureggi. I have uh, some information that I'll be happy to pass out to you guys. Uh, we have, first of all, you've probably seen a lot of this on the internet. Please step up to the mic. Thank you. You've probably seen a lot of this on the internet. Uh, this, These are copies of what uh, was shown uh, by uh, Mrs. Allred. Uh, I'll just let you all pass them out if that's okay. And also what we have here is the copy of the uh, divorce papers, uh, not the entire thing. We show the cover page, and then what's so important is we show the final page, which has Judge Moore's signature on it with sir, the DA. Sir, I have two, two quick questions. Are there you any see the, we have the, the Roy Moore signature here and the DA, which was added by his assistant, the same DA initials Sir, that are written Bill, on the yearbook. Bill, does Judge Moore plan to testify under oath like Mr. And I'll be glad to start these on this side. Sir, and since this is a legal matter, the legal expert has spoken. Why did Moore say that he was This is a spokesman for the Judge Moore campaign. The attorney had already walked off. Uh, this is the conclusion of uh, uh, interview that uh, uh, press conference, I should say, that uh, just uh, uh, took place uh, in Birmingham, Alabama. Let me give you the backdrop to this, um, and that is because um, uh, there was a lot of inconsistency over the last uh, 24 to 48 hours with some of the statements that Judge Roy Moore had made. Uh, we'll talk about some of those uh, coming up in just a moment. Uh, to, uh, the 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 rebuttal now from Judge Roy Moore is that one of the victims apparently um, uh, was uh, before the judge while he was on the bench, obviously not at the Supreme Court, and that he was the judge of record overseeing a divorce for one of the victims. Now, if you're not aware of uh, what's been happening, of course, uh, many members have uh, of the Republican Party and. Republican senators uh, uh, over the last couple of days uh, have been uh, referred to as the establishment, uh, certainly um, have called for Judge Moore to uh, discontinue his uh, candidacy uh, for the United States Senate representing uh, the state of Alabama and uh, including the majority leader. Uh, 
from Kentucky. Uh, he has uh, said that uh, Mitch McConnell, that he uh, uh, would not seat and that the Senate would uh, probably take the course that uh, because of the allegations being made and because uh, I, I would probably have to say the number of uh, accusers now uh, who have uh, made these allegations, uh, uh, to p- probably generalize what's going on. A lot of folks are saying uh, who are in that camp, like we've heard enough, and uh, he's not fit for office. Last night, uh, one of the uh, chief supporters of uh, uh, Judge Roy Moore and also a very influential national talk show host, uh, Fox's Fox Cable's Sean Hannity, Basically, at the conclusion of his program last night, gave Judge Roy Moore 24 hours uh, to come up with uh, some uh, consistent um, um, explanations as to uh, what had happened. Uh, cited that uh, what George Moore, uh, what Judge Moore had said to date um, in the last 24, 48 hours uh, was just disconcerting. And basically, if he didn't clarify and come forth with uh, Uh, Some very cogent and coherent uh, answers to the allegations. Uh, The inference was that uh, as of tonight, um, Sean Hannity would also join those who, uh, and by the way, Sean Hannity, along with your talk show host here, uh, um, I was uh, not only uh, really trying to figure out uh, what to believe yesterday, uh, I think I mentioned to our audience yesterday that um, trying to give the Judge Roy Moore, uh, always the benefit of the doubt, as well as anyone else who uh, who deserves to, uh, you know, have a chance to face their accusers, um, you know, innocent until proven guilty. But uh, certainly there wasn't a lot of information coming out of the Judge Roy Moore camp that uh, made uh, those of us who are trying to uh, remain objective uh, and trying to remain uh, uh, open-minded about the situation, well, uh, it just uh, it it just wasn't uh, forthcoming. So uh, today, uh, just now, and I didn't have the privilege of hearing the entirety of the press conference. So some of this will have to to gleam as um, it uh, comes forth. But uh, they're now asking for they being the Judge Warren Moore campaign. Uh, if you remember yesterday, one of the inconsistencies was one of the accusers, and I think this is the accuser who claimed that, uh, or her testimony, I should say is that when she was uh, 14 years of age, uh, Judge Roy Moore, when he was 30 or 32 at the same time, um, I guess they they, they went out a couple of times. They met a couple of times. She's the one that is alleging the inappropriate behavior. Uh, The judge uh, came back and uh, talked about the fact that he made a statement that uh, anybody I dated underage, and I guess the inference was for this individual as well, if they were underage, uh, I, I never uh, went out with them or got together with them or was with them unless uh, I went to uh, the parent and asked for permission. And so if I was with this person or any other uh, young women, under young girls under the age of 18, um, I did so with the knowledge and the permission of, uh, of the parent. And then, uh, so now let me just, by the way, phone lines are open if you'd like to hop on this one as well, 877-943-9673. So that was part of uh, uh, Judge Roy Moore's uh, appearance, I think, on yesterday's uh, Sean Hannity radio program. So so I and you and others begin to kind of hear this. We're sort of scratching our heads. 
And then we, um, on some of our national talk show hosts, uh, as I'm listening to folks who have been calling in for uh, Judge Roy Moore's defense, they're talking about how, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago, whatnot, this is just this is just normal for, you know, Mike, what, what life is in, in Alabama. And, and so, you know, the, the more some of these folks were calling in to the defense of Roy Moore, kind of saying, well, everybody did that. I mean, you got major pockets of the nation where even 30, 40 years ago, that would have been deemed uh, certainly inappropriate behavior, uh, not something that uh, would be condoned. So that was uh, sort of mudding the waters. And so then uh, there was a yearbook that popped up that had Roy Moore's signature in this yearbook of this, this one accuser who Roy Moore said, I don't know her. I don't remember her. I don't think I ever knew her. Then she produces this yearbook that has his signature. And so just moments ago, the um, we have five different uh, accusers. Uh, the attorney, uh, which was Trent Garman, who just appeared uh, there in Birmingham, Alabama, basically said that they want now Gloria Allred, which is uh, the famed uh, attorney who has uh, uh, represented many females, certainly those that have been in a lot of the sex scandals, but of course it was pointed out last night that uh, uh, she did not uh, choose to um, engage or work with any of the female accusers of Bill Clinton. That was a sort of interesting development. But anyway, the uh, the Moore camp is now demanding that uh, Allred, Attorney Allred and her client, uh, turn the book over to, say, an independent uh, forensics source so that uh, the, the 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 custodian of this uh, uh, the, this, uh, this 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 yearbook from years ago of of the person saying hey he did know me he signed and said glowing things in my yearbook well the Moore camp uh, is disputing that wants that turned over to a third party source and so their experts as well as I guess Gloria Allred's experts could then uh, do further analysis uh, to see if this is real, is it not real. So it continues to get to be just uh, an unbelievable controversy. But the bottom line is this is not going to be, and I think that the attorney was speaking to the sort of the the 24-hour ultimatum thrown down by Sean Hannity last night, and the the attorney was trying to say, look, this is just not going to be resolved. This is not going to be resolved soon, certainly not by, what, (laughs) 10 o'clock tonight when uh, Sean Hannity is going to uh, be back on again. So for a lot of conservatives, certainly a lot of social conservatives, those that uh, are also uh, very much fans of the Fox News Network, certainly Sean Hannity, uh, tonight's show is going to be, uh, you know, one of those um, um, uh, very pivotal points, I think, of the uh, Judge Roy Moore saga here. Uh, because if uh, Sean Hannity um, joins those that are skeptical, joins those that say that he ought to step down, I would say the mountain is getting uh, 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 very, very, very lofty uh, for the Moore campaign. And I will just tell you that from uh, yesterday to today, I certainly have uh, not gained any confidence uh, in the Roy Moore side. I've gotten less uh, confident. And uh, quite frankly, we have been so um, engaged with our Tampa story here 
that um, I haven't had uh, a whole lot of time to um, look at the the latest developments and to, to just tell you if I've moved uh, any differently. But I'm uh, I'm more skeptical than yesterday, and uh, continuing to see how this plays out. Uh, certainly, uh, very sooner and not later. Now the phone lines are open at eight seven seven nine four three nine six seven three. That's toll free eight seven seven nine four three nine six seven three. Going to take a break. Also, want to remind you that uh, if you would like to hear my uh, exclusive interview with Mayor Bob Buckhorn that took place at 4 o'clock this afternoon uh, with the latest updates on the um, now the fourth uh, murder in Seminole Heights. We'll be posting that uh, just a moments after the 6 o'clock hour on our podcast page. You can listen or download there at letstalkfaith.com, letstalkfaith.com. Click on the podcast page, and I think I'm the third show down and uh, you can catch that there. Also, I think we may be posting my interview with Hugh Hewitt uh, from this morning. Uh, I think we've talked to our, our uh, Joe Weaver, our operations manager. So, Mike, I think that was available or somewhere that I may, might be posted as well. So if you'd like to join the conversation on the issues of the day, 877-943-9673. I'm Bill Bunkley. Wow. A very, very busy day here at uh, Salem Media Group uh, here in West Central Florida. More on my show coming up in a moment. Don't go away. I'll be right back. dog it's wednesday what's so great about that well if you have a ceiling fan to install or a faulty switch or just something with your electric system that needs fixing you've been putting it off you can call mr sparky to come out today and you'll save 59 dollars off the service fee for the visit call now you don't have to put up with any malarkey call 888 sparky have you written a book and want to get it published? Christian Faith Publishing helps thousands of authors just like you publish their books with a company dedicated to strong Christian values. To help you get started, we want to send you our free author submission kit. Christian Faith Publishing reviews every book submitted to us. And if your book is approved, we'll edit, design, copyright, protect, print, and distribute your book online and in bookstores everywhere. Imagine seeing your book in specialty Christian bookstores, Amazon, iTunes, Barnes & Noble, and many others. It could happen, and it all starts with one call to Christian Faith Publishing at 800-566-1012 for your free author submission kit. If you have a novel, children's book, poetry, biography, or any inspirational work you've written, we can help you get it published today. Shouldn't you work with a publisher who shares your Christian values of integrity and honesty? You can get your book published. So call for your free author submission kit right now. Call 800-566-1012. That's 800-566-1012. 800-566-1012. Hello, I'm David Jeremiah, and I believe today's children deserve solid Bible teaching that will help them begin a lifelong journey with God. And that's why I've created the Mission Quest Kids Devotional. This yearly devotional gives kids an in-depth weekly Bible lesson that teaches a spiritual truth, scripture to remember, and an activity to put what they've learned into action. Mission Quest is available now at airshipgenesis.com slash mission quest. 
Come hear former Tampa Bay Buccaneer and Super Bowl champion Derek Brooks at the God at Work Forum, presented by the Christian Chamber of Commerce of Tampa Bay, Wednesday, December 13th from 9.30 to 1.30. Also featured will be a delicious luncheon, God in the Marketplace expert panel session, and our World Cafe breakout sessions. Sign up today for sponsorships or tickets for the December 13th God at Work Forum. Go to c3tb.org. That's c3tb.org. You're writing a Christian book and you want it published. You also know old-fashioned publishers reject thousands of manuscripts each year. Want your book in print and on Amazon? Make it happen. Take control and publish yourself with 21st Century Christian Publishing at Zulon Press. Learn more with your free guide to Christian Publishing. Visit ChristianPublishing.com. ChristianPublishing.com. Publishing is fast, easy, and affordable with Zulon Press. A division of Salem Communications, the same great people who bring you this nifty radio station. Saturday afternoons at 4.30. Join Pastor John Couch for This Day in the Word. He says, if you really want to run hard after me, lay everything on your altar and put your Isaac on the altar and back away and say, God, this is your deal. This is for your praise and your glory, man. I'm all about you. I'm in. This Day in the Word with Pastor John Couch. Saturday afternoons at 4.30 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Then bursting forth in glorious day, up from the grave he rose again. And as he stands in victory, sin's curse has lost its grip on me. For I am his, and he is mine, bought with the precious blood. Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley here, and it is uh, 26 minutes after the hour. And, you know, we have been dealing with some very, very heavy news, heavy stuff here uh, in uh, our area. And plus, uh, certainly uh, been uh, uh, keeping our thoughts and prayers with uh, those folks in Northern California with that horrific uh, uh, shooting tragedy there. So I just wanted to just um, have a chance for us to just uh, have a little praise and worship time here on the Bill Bunkley Show, and uh, certainly knowing that uh, uh, once we give our lives to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, how he has us in the palm of his hands doesn't mean that we are immune from challenges and uh, uh, very serious things this side of heaven. But you know what? Ultimately to know that uh, regardless of what uh, we deal with uh, this side of heaven in this sin-fallen world, that uh, ultimately... 
when the time comes for us to take our last breath, absent with the body, present with the Lord. Just like that. At the snap of the fingers, as quick as that. And so that is the hope that we have. That is how we uh, how we roll for those of us that love the Lord and that are Christians. And so just wanted to have a chance to uh, talk about that. So yesterday we uh, had a chance to um, uh, talk a little bit about of um, uh, someone who is very, very key to the Rory Moore campaign. That is Stephen Bannon. And uh, so uh, I know yesterday there was some speculation because uh, uh, even with our discussion yesterday with an author very close to him, uh, he and others were talking about um, the fact that they uh, believe that maybe Steve Bannon was having second thoughts about his support for uh, Roy Moore. Uh, we are now, um, let me just see, let me get the author up here. The Hill is reporting uh, within the hour. Jonathan Easley uh, filed a report at 2.50 this afternoon with The Hill. And uh, he writes that sources close to Breitbart News Chairman Stephen Bannon insist he is sticking by embattled Alabama Senator candidate, uh, Senate candidate Roy Moore, even as high-profile conservatives cut ties with the candidate less than a month before Election Day. People who have spoken with Bannon and uh, others who are familiar with his thinking say reports that he is having second thoughts about his support for Moore are again overcooked. The Daily Beast reported Tuesday that Bannon is privately discussing whether the allegations of sexual misconduct about Moore have become too serious to overcome. Bannon could be looking to save his political capital for the scores of primary challenges that he is planning for Republican senators um, up for re-election in 2018. But uh, nonetheless, sources told The Hill that Bannon is still slated to rally support for more at a campaign stop in early December and said other events uh, could be in the works. And uh, Breitbart has, as we talked about yesterday, my exclusive uh, interview with uh, uh, our author, uh, that Breitbart indeed has two reporters on the ground in Alabama writing stories that are favorable to Moore or raise questions about his accusers. And uh, now Breitbart has sent a third reporter in the area. So as we are looking at um, what's happening there, of course, this is high stakes politics, high stakes uh, for Mr. Bannon. Um, I just want to tell you my heart. You know, I know many of you join me. um, You know, I I have to do politics because of what my... uh, what my role is. My role is president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission in Tallahassee. And, of course, what I do here is, um, you know, taking the challenges, excuse me, taking the issues of the day, analyzing those issues, searching the scriptures. Does the Bible, is the Bible silent about this issue or does the Bible speak to this issue? Uh, does the Bible speak to uh, part of the issue? a sector of the issue. Now, I want to tell you that um, as a social conservative, a Christian worldview adherent, uh, that is the driving force, not only for the uh, Florida Ethics Liberty Commission, but it's also where I'm at on this program. So you can see the difficulty. Number one, through the years, how many times, and I think uh, even, I think Judge Moore has been on the show a couple of times over the last, uh, what, 12 years that I've been here. 
So uh, certainly he, up until, I had no idea until the last few days that these allegations are out there. But, you know, in the new high char- highly charged area of sexual harassment, um, boy, there's a lot of uh, stories from 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago with, uh, you know, uh, maybe a universal subset uh, of a lot of people that are listening today. And so um, I've been at this game uh, in terms of even running for office myself. You know, I ran for office. I only by a handful of votes lost taking out a, a Republican incumbent that uh, was far less than uh, what uh, the bill of goods that were being, uh, you know, displayed for the conservative uh, audiences. And so I know when I was up in the polls a week out, I know the lies that were put out there about me. I know what I know I know what it's like to be falsely accused. So if some of you are sitting back and wanting to know where I'm going on Judge Roy Moore because of where uh, of the valley I walked through, of the of the pain that was inflicted upon my family by false accusers of false things. And by the way, none of it was ever in the area of sexual sexual harassment or anything. I mean, you know, allegations that I ripped off my real estate customers, that I, you know, did my mortgage customers wrong, and, oh, did you know he was under investigation? I was never under investigation for anything, any state agency, anything. But that was the smoke and mirrors that was used by uh, desperation uh, in the final days of my campaign. So let me just tell you, I, I'm a guy that comes from the point of uh, before, I, before I tank somebody by issuing my opinion about somebody that may have an influence on what you think of somebody else, I, I want to be awful sure. And so that's where I'm at on Judge Roy Moore, someone that uh, I certainly admired and respected for standing up to what I believe was a principle of the founding fathers, notwithstanding what other men and other other men and ladies in, in black cloaks uh, had to say about their opinion. We certainly know how cooked up and contrived the Roe versus Wade decision was. I just absolutely make it up as you go along, you know, and people on both sides of the aisle even admit that today. So, let me tell you, if anything, my, my heart is just really pained. First of all, I got to tell you, I just, I, I, I've been hoping that it isn't true. I will hope that it isn't true. And if it's true, well, first of all, let me tell you, it certainly would disqualify. If, if Judge Roy Moore did something inappropriate with a 14-year-old, unequivocally, without a doubt, and I and I would say this boldly: he he is not he is unqualified, not fit to be a U.S. senator, more more or less anything else in public office. But we got to get. But but how do we get to that point? You know, it was easy when Senator Jeff Clemens in the Florida Senate said, "Hey, you know what? I had an extramarital inappropriate affair with a county lobbyist. It did happen, and for that, I am resigning." You know when. When it comes down like that, very it's pretty easy to figure that one out, right? But I want to tell you what, the next step to that is, you know what it is, class? It's redemption. Uh, first, it's, it's when you are caught in your sin, the first thing is to confess your sin. If it's a private sin, you, you owe a confession in a private, maybe one-on-one circle. 
if you have done something corporately and you are a uh, in the clergy, you're you're you're, you're, you're you know you're in church leadership, you're a public servant, you're a politician, et cetera, et cetera. You uh, you have a, a failing, whether it's moral, business, ethical, financial, whatever it is. You know you have uh, different different types of uh, confession. One is private, the other is corporate. And uh, I got to tell you that uh, at the bottom line, Judge Roy Moore, God knows the truth. I don't say that flippantly. God knows the truth about Judge Roy Moore. Jesus knows the truth about Roy Moore. If Roy Moore was here and I was interviewing him, looking him straight in the eye, I say, Judge, you know, you can fool Bill Bunkley. You can fool Sean Hannity. You can fool the nation. But, Judge, right now, th- this is a passing thing. You being the next senator from the, from the state of Alabama, that's going to pass away. Eternity is not passing away. And I'd say, Judge, God knows. God knows whether you're telling the truth. God knows whether you're lying. Or God knows if it's somewhere in between. You know, kind of a half truth, three-quarter truth. And all I would say, Judge, do not, do not even begin to play games with God. If you know you're guilty, and by the way, you know where I'm going with this, right? I'm really talking to everyone in my audience. When you do something that you know is against the principles of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, you know you have an obligation to stop, turn, repent, and ask for forgiveness. I would say, Judge Roy Moore, if you, if you, if you, are on, if you have been exposed and this is true, just fess up, confess up, because there's a lot of men and women who are opposed to you, but there's also a lot of men and women who have supported you and want to support you. Don't let them down. And don't play with God. And so if uh, he continues to maintain his innocence, whether I make a judgment call for or against him at some point in time here, I would just say, Judge Roy Moore, just make sure you're right with God, my friend. Make sure you are right with God. And it's not worth it. Your wife, your family, your friends. And apparently, you know, at the very least, if the reports are accurate, no reason to believe they're not. There's a lot of folks that have been talking about this where he lives, and so I don't know. But uh, just do this. I'm going to take a break. Always keep a short account. That That's generally how you put a lot of what Scripture is all about. Even to the fact that if you were going to go to church and worship and bring something to the altar, you know what it was? God says, stop, don't come to the altar, leave it there, stop in your tracks, turn around, go to whoever you have ought with, confess, and ask for forgiveness. And that's where the most important thing is with Judge Roy Moore is. If he did it, it's confession, but then it's redemption. We all have blown it. We all have, look, we've all got small eyes, and we all got big whopper lies somewhere in our lives. We have lied. We have done inappropriate things. And now, quite frankly, with the Internet, pornography, everything, I mean, folks, there's a lot to, there's a lot to be repentant of for maybe a lot of folks listening. But anyway, 
I'm still to the point where um, innocent until proven guilty. And so that's what we are considering. So if you'd like to weigh in on um, what's your thoughts about Judge Roy Moore, uh, has uh, have you heard enough to say, no, I think he's unfit? Do you think that uh, he still has uh, uh, a value in keeping the powder dry and hearing more? 877-943-9673. But for those of us here, for me here on my platform here at Salem, um, I fail too, and uh, I'm going to miss a thing or two along the road with a Christian worldview. But for us, and the bottom line is, I either want to be right on track with God's view of a situation or an issue, or if I'm not, I want someone, Holy Spirit may rise up someone, someone come tell me, let's look at it, and if I need to make an adjustment, I'll be the first to admit it. But um, tough call here on Judge Roy Moore. More of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up in a moment. Let's check in with SRN News. The latest headlines don't go away. I'll be right back. Here's the latest from SRN News. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump says the U.S. and China agree that a freeze-for-freeze agreement with North Korea is not acceptable. Mr. Trump was referring to a proposal backed by both China and Russia, whereby the North would freeze its nuclear program in exchange for the U.S. and South Korea stopping military drills. The president said Wednesday that he and China's president agreed that we would not accept a so-called freeze-for-freeze agreement like those that have consistently failed in the past. Ron Johnson of Wisconsin has become the first Republican senator to say he opposes the GOP tax bill. That signals potential problems for his party's effort to push the legislation through Congress by Christmas. The lawmaker told the Wall Street Journal he was against the measure because it helped corporations more than other businesses. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 138 points, the Nasdaq dropped 32. More details at srnnews.com. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Christian Faith Publishing helps thousands of authors just like you publish their books with a company dedicated to strong Christian values. To help you get started, we want to send you our free author submission kit. Christian Faith Publishing reviews every book submitted to us. And if your book is approved, we'll edit, design, copyright, protect, print, and distribute your book online and in bookstores everywhere. Imagine seeing your book in specialty Christian bookstores, Amazon, iTunes, Barnes & Noble, and many others. It could happen, and it all starts with one call to Christian Faith Publishing at 800-566-1012 for your free author submission kit. If you have a novel, children's book, poetry, biography, or any inspirational work you've written, we can help you get it published today. Shouldn't you work with a publisher who shares your Christian values of integrity and honesty? You can get your book published. So call for your free author submission kit right now. Call 800-566-1012. That's 800-566-1012. 800-566-1012. When President John Adams left the White House to return to private life, he boarded a public carriage to travel from Washington, D.C. to his home outside of Boston. When President Harry Truman left the White House, he and Mrs. Truman packed their car and drove themselves home to Kansas. Truman had no staff or support after leaving the White House. He bought his own stamps and wrote and mailed his own letters, as did John Adams. Such simplicity and humility seems foreign today, but there is something to be said for humility in those who are called to lead, and everybody is a leader to someone. 
This is David Jeremiah encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover God's principles of leadership on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com and get your roadmap for life. Route 66, start your journey home today. If you have a damaged windshield, keep your family safe with a premium quality replacement and a lifetime warranty from Autoglass America. If you have comprehensive insurance, we'll buy back your old windshield for up to $100 cash on the spot. Come to you with free mobile service and install a new premium quality windshield all at no cost to you. Be safe. Call today for fast claims processing. Remember, we turn your broken glass into cold, hard cash. 813-96-GLASS. That's 813-96-GLASS. Autoglass America. Sunday mornings at 9, join Rabbi Stephen Weiler for Heart of Messiah. And that's Luke 21, 24. We go there that when Jerusalem is back in the hands of Jewish people, the blinders will start coming off. That's when the time of the Gentile is being fulfilled. Heart of Messiah, Sunday mornings at 9 on Faith Talk, AM 570, and online at letstalkfaith.com. As grateful as we are, the cost of saying thanks with turkey, dressing, and all the fixings can really add up. And then Christmas shopping. Here at Faith Talk, we want to bless you and help you bless others with the $3,500 thanks giveaway. Click the contest tab at letstalkfaith.com. Sign up before November 20th, and you could have 3,500 more reasons to say thanks. The $3,500 thanks giveaway. Click the contest tab at letstalkfaith.com. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. Welcome back, Bill Bunkley here on this uh, Wednesday afternoon, and um, we are continuing to, to pray. We're praying just a moment about the situation here in Seminole Heights, but um, excuse me, um, got a story here that I want to share with you, and I, I had the story uh, ready to go. Here it is. You might have remembered, totally unrelated, but I want to get this out very quickly this afternoon, and that is, um, remember the controversy over trans, transgendered members serving in, a person serving in the military? Remember that uh, the president issued a, a Twitter, then he issued a directive, then the, uh, the head of the Department of Defense, Mattis, said we're going to study how to implement it. Well, um, CBN News is reporting, uh, Eric Rosales, uh, kind of an interesting uh, development here, and I want to share this story with you, because according to CBN News, the Pentagon will pay for a transgender soldier's gender reassignment surgery. Mm-hmm. It's the first time such surgery has been provided for a member of the U.S. Armed Forces. The director of the Defense Intelligence Agency approved a waiver for the surgery because the service member had already begun treatment and the treating doctor deemed the surgery medically necessary, according to our Defense Department. 
In a statement emailed to CBN News, Major Dave Eastburn said, and I quote, This afternoon, an active duty military member received a sex reassignment surgery, adding that the surgery was performed in a private hospital because military hospitals do not have the, quote, expertise, unquote, needed to perform the operation. Funding for the service members' gender reassignment surgeries has become a hot-button issue in American politics, with some arguing that the cost would be a burden on the military. President Trump said this is why he announced a ban on transgender troops in way back in July. The president tweeted, Our military must be focused on decisive and overwhelming victory and cannot be burdened with the tremendous medical costs and disruption that transgenders in the military would entail. Some of you might remember that tweet. A 2016 study commissioned by the military found that allowing transgender troops to serve would, quote, have minimal impact on readiness and health care costs, close quote, for the Defense Department. Health care costs would increase by an estimated $2.4 million, uh, or what they said was a 004 to a 0.13% increase in spending. President Trump issued a former memo in August officially banning all new transgender recruits and giving Secretary James Mattis the power to decide what would happen to active transgender service. Members, I should say. The memo also ordered the Pentagon to stop paying for all transgender-related medical expenses except to the extent necessary to protect the health of an individual who has already become the course become a course of treatment to reassign his or her sex. So, therein lies uh, the fact that uh, one way or another, your taxpayer dollars are going to go for a reassignment surgery for a transgender soldier. We'll have to uh, continue to see how this rolls out uh, in the future. Well, as I look outside uh, the window here at our WTBN, uh, WGUL studios, um, the Biz studios here in the West Shore District of Tampa, it is twilight outside. The sun is setting. And again, uh, my uh, thought and my prayers are with um, the folks right now in Seminole Heights as nightfall is about to fall on their neighborhood again. I can tell you that I would never say I know how they feel right now because I don't know how they feel. I know as I shared this morning with uh, the Hugh Hewitt show, our national audience, when Hugh asked me about uh, uh, what what generally people were, were thinking here, and I said, well, generally speaking, the neighborhood, I mean, they're frightened. But for the rest of us, I said, I've got a, you know, I've got a soon-to-be 12-year-old next month who uh, heard because uh, he lives in a household with a with, with a dad who's very much involved with the media, so he probably hears more than he should because of what I have to uh, sort of cover 24-7. And he woke up one morning before I took him to school and said, Dad, I'm, I'm really afraid. Is a serial killer going to come here? So uh, that hit home. Had to have a, have a, had a real 
heart-to-heart dead conversation about uh, the safety of our home, the uh, the fact that we were way far away from this uh, this uh, besieged uh, subdivision. But uh, as we close tonight, let me just pray, if you will. For those of us that are not impacted, but certainly we have brothers and sisters in Christ, and we have others that uh, uh, we would like to see come to Christ, and let's just pray. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, I thank you for those that are joining this prayer this afternoon, thousands that are listening, and uh, uh, just ask them to agree with us in prayer this afternoon. We ask you to forgive us of our sins. Scripture tells us that uh, sin can, uh, personal sin can keep us from our prayers getting to you. And so we ask for forgiveness right this moment so nothing would in, you know, in, in, inhibit this prayer coming as incense and aroma to there to your throne in heaven from getting through. Heavenly Father, I pray specifically now, would you please, would you please either have someone come forward, someone call the police department, Tampa Police Department, would someone please inform if they know who this killer or killers are for the four deaths in Seminole Heights. Uh, Father, I just pray that you would supernaturally give our police department or FBI or whoever working on the case, give them supernatural access uh, to the leads necessary to apprehend the persons or persons for this. And and now, uh, dear Lord, we pray sooner rather than later for sure. Pray for all the first responders, Father. Keep them safe and uh, their families, those families that know that the the Tampa Police Department, FBI, fire, everyone in these areas, knowing that uh, uh, anyone can be a target. Just pray for the, boy, for what those families are going through tonight, as well as the families of those who live in Seminole Heights. Pray for the families of the victims. Pray for the the family of now the fourth uh, victim and also the families of the previous three, what everyone must be going through. Father, with your Holy Spirit, please comfort them. Please support them. Please Father, just uh, help them in this time. And, Father, I just uh, pray specifically for all involved. And, Father, for all of us, let us just uh, lift up those who are in the midst of this horrible tragedy. I pray that no more names will be added to to the list of those who have been affected. Father, thank you that we can come to you in prayer and be a part of this during this uh, this show this afternoon. We ask this in the name of your Lord and of your Son, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, for those of us who are those of us who are followers of Christ. Well, as we keep our mind and heart on uh, the folks there, I'll be broadcasting from Sarasota, Florida, tomorrow. I'll be speaking tomorrow night to the Sarasota Republican Club, and so I'm going to be in their neighborhood tomorrow as uh, I'll be going. Uh, quickly to that uh, dinner uh, meeting opportunity, talking about uh, what's happening uh, just before the 2018 legislative session. Uh, of course, tomorrow we'll have the latest developments on the Seminole, he- Seminole Heights murders as authorities continue to scour the area in search of the killer. We'll also talk with the Director of Policy Studies for the uh, Ethics for Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention, Andrew Walker, about his new book, God and the Transgender Debate. We'll also talk about uh, a new movie that's uh, breaking tomorrow afternoon. And the name of the movie uh, is Wonder. We'll have that in the 4 o'clock hour. And so all of that will be coming up on tomorrow's program. Now, um, just to let you know, on today's edition of Living Truth, coming up uh, just right after the conclusion of my program with my 
a pastor and host, Dr. Ken Witten. It'll be part one of a two-part series, Conflict Resolutions Matters. That's Conflict Resolution Matters is the topic for tonight's uh, edition. It's part one of a uh, two-part ministry um, topic uh, coming from Ephesians chapter 5. Of course, that's the book, uh, that's the letter of the Apostle Paul writing to the church at Ephesus. Of course, Ephesus is uh, there in Turkey, part of the seven churches of the message of the book of the Revelation, also by the Apostle Paul. So let's uh, continue to pray. A lot of issues, the budget, Judge Roy Moore, and of course, uh, apprehension of the killer or killers here in Tampa. Until tomorrow, as I come to you live from downtown Sarasota for the Bill Bunkley Show, thanks for listening. Honored to be with you along the way. And remind you, you can follow me uh, in between shows on Twitter at uh, Bill Bunkley. And also send me a friend request at Facebook at Bill Bunkley. Glad to keep you uh, involved and informed between shows. Till tomorrow at 4, have a great evening. God bless and good night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.